Hello, this is Roy Lilly. Well, you know, she's gone and done it again. The editor of Nursing Standard, Flavia Munn, has pulled off yet another zinging edition. More really interesting stuff that you, you won't be able to read. It's a paywalled magazine for nurses, and if it interests nurses, it should interest all of us. Munn's editorial about Let Be ends, Any trust that is lost will be restored, because although Let Be defiled her role in the most heinous way imaginable, she will never define her profession. Well said. I wonder what the RCN think. As far as I can tell, nothing from their boss, Pat Cullen, despite the magazine being wholly owned uh, by the Royal College of Nursing. Anyway, the Let Be Affair looms large over the September edition, not least in a very good article by Alison Stacey, an in-house reporter. Stacey looks at events through the lens of culture and regulation. It's a three-page piece on background challenges and a practical guide on how to raise concerns. Later, there are further three further pages from health journalist Adrian O'Dowd. I'd recommend you read both, but you can't, so I won't. If you know a nurse, you might be able to borrow a copy. If you are a nurse director, you should be able to arrange for it to be in the board's weekly briefing pile. The two articles merge around the events at Midstaff's and the Francis Inquiry and leads us on to today. Their central question is implicit. Why are we still a mess when it comes to fessing up when things go wrong? Given the throughput of patients, the complexity of their needs and over a million people looking after them, each with their own needs, their own problems and challenges, of course things will go wrong. Oversights, rudeness, bullying, expectations, sloppiness, accidents, ignorance, temperament, tiredness, misunderstandings and idiocy. Systems will let us down. People will let us down. It's all too obvious, and to pretend it doesn't happen is just stupid. But we do, and we run for cover. Reputations, jobs and careers at stake. O'Dowd reports on a report called Fear and Futility, which I linked to in this morning's e-letter. The National Guardian's office analysis of the 2022 NHS staff survey. They found the confidence workers felt they had to speak up was at a two-year low. The Stacey article has a critical path diagram, how to raise concerns. There are 11 decision points and the NMC, the CQC, NHSC, HMG, trade unions, employers and managers all have a hand in making it work, plus an organisation called Protect which I've never heard of, and I linked to their website in the e-letter. They've been around for 25 years helping whistleblowers. We all know none of this really works. We kid ourselves. We know when things go wrong, it's easier and safer to look the other way, keep your head down and stay stum. Stacey, in her piece, calls for a change in the culture of the NHS, and she's probably right, but she's not the first and won't be the last. We need to be clear about four things. What are we trying to change? Bad behaviour or our response to it? 
They're entirely different things and they need different approaches. They're entwined in the NHS and the lack of clarity inhibits a clear response. Who will lead the change and what is their commitment? Not NHS England, that's for sure. 15 ISCEB submitted plans for 2023-24 that will result in a £750 million deficit. Now, they've been bullied into reviewing their staffing levels and reducing numbers. NHS England are prioritising balancing the books. More care with less money and fewer people. What exactly does their board think will be the consequences at the sharp end of care? Get buy-in from everyone. That means aligning personal values with organisational values. And who will do that? And what are the values? Communications? Well, NHS is speak down and talk across. It needs to be speak up and talk with. Culture lives in our unconscious assumptions and we need to find a way to reframe them. It starts at the top. NHS England must change their behaviour. That probably means a row with Bully Boy about what is deliverable and what isn't. Culture is made up of interlocking components. Goals, roles, processes, values, communications, practices, training, attitudes and assumptions. Changing it calls into question everything an organisation does, asks of itself and the people in it. And that's a big ask. Ah, thanks for listening. This has been Roy Lilly and I hope we'll speak again soon. Bye-bye.